Welcome to New You Life's Pulse podcast. I'm Anaya Dagny, the U.S. Sales Account Manager here at New You Life. Thank you for tuning in. These podcasts were developed to help keep you dialed in and motivated. We hope that you continue to grow and share your successes along the way. Here at New Year Life, we are honored to highlight some outstanding leaders. But today, as promised, for 2022, we will be talking to corporate. And today I get to have some fun with these two outstanding individuals. You've heard from them before on our podcast, but today we have them both together at the same time, which has never been done before on this podcast, which I'm sure is going to be insightful and fun. Uh, These two remarkable people are our dynamic duo. Please let me introduce our VP of Marketing, Kenton Engel, and our Director of Digital Marketing, Sean Spainauer. Welcome, Sean and Kenton. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Super excited about today. I have been waiting for this. I know we've had some schedule conflicts and I'm super excited because just everything that's been going on and I can't wait for um, some of it to be exposed and put out there. So I'm hoping I'm going to get a few uh, tidbits today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm going to try anyway. So before we dive into some of that good stuff, I just want to remind our listeners a little bit about your background stories. Um, Kenton, I'm going to let you go first. If you give us a little bit about your uh, background and what brought you to New You Life, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. So I've been in the um, digital marketing and brand building space for coming up on 17 years. I actually had my first job in the sports nutrition niche, that niche of the ecology uh, when I was 17, I think. And I've specialized, as I said, primarily in brand building. So looking at building a brand as being an activity that's constituted holistically. So building a brand from the ground up, ground up, sorry, ensuring that the narrative coheres with the labels, which coheres with the product, which coheres with the social. And specialized in doing that both for brands for myself, as well as freelancing and consulting for other people for the past 15 years, and then came to New Life, not actually as a a marketing professional or specialist, but as the other side of my specialty within the dietary supplement space, which is compliance and regulatory, especially in our domestic market. And then after a year and a half was moved to this amazing position as the vice president of marketing, where we have, in conjunction with Sean, tried to effectuate sort of a digital shift or a modernization of our marketing efforts in order to make New You Life function like a digitally native company, which is uh, a concept that we can get a l- into a little bit later. Awesome. Thank you for that. Sean, your turn. All right. Yeah. I mean... Um... My background professionally, I started actually um, when I was in college, I worked as a DJ, got into marketing early on, mostly with radio, uh, print. And then I joined the military after 9-11 and became a military intelligence officer and did PR work uh, on behalf of the United States Army in Afghanistan, um, Iraq, Kuwait, Bulgaria, Romania, a few other places too. So obviously PR in a war zone is probably the most intense PR you can do though, but it taught me a lot of good skills. And then leaving, I decided to take my transitions of war zone combat into the classroom, uh, working for a private school. The only two times I ever thought about quitting ever any job in my life had to be one, 
was leading soldiers for the first time. And the second was teaching a preschool classroom. Um, nothing more challenging than teaching a bunch of three-year-olds. So I did that. <laughs> and I was the executive region director for Challenger Schools, which is a the top-ranked uh, private school here, actually, in California and in uh, Utah. So afterwards, I was actually recruited by a coding boot camp. And we got some seed money. We launched out successfully. Um, had 23 campuses throughout the country and three overseas. Then we were acquired by Phoenix University. So instead of working for Phoenix University, I decided to take my buyout um, with my assets and created my own marketing agency focused on digital marketing, kind of mirroring the, the love I have for technology along with telling and crafting really good stories to build engagement. And then I worked for Ballet West, um, mainly to build up their marketing apparatus, worked for a lot of different companies uh, through my agency. And then actually, I saw this opportunity with New Life. I spoke to Kenton, and he kind of sold me on the vision and uh, really sold me on what his vision was for New Life leading to the future and for this whole industry. And uh, I love making a dent in the universe, so I couldn't help but join. I love that. I absolutely love that. And um, love the both of you and that you're here. And um, so I, I pretty much know what intrigued you, you all to come here and it's probably because it was like a blank canvas that's and what I'm I would, yeah I mean, <laughs> definitely yeah sorry I was on mute I didn't realize that that's essentially <laughs> the vision that I tried to pitch Sean I, I guess that's um sort of sort of what I was talking about with uh, some people use the term like digital digitally native or a, sort of autochthonous um indigenous to the digital space the intriguing the intriguing um, potential in the context of new life was how do you take the principles and set of practices that are associated with a digitally native company? So erecting uh, a digital marketing infrastructure that focuses on retargeting, recapturing lost interests, cart abandonment, browse abandonment. And how do you balance that with the intimacy associated with what is functionally a brand to brand space within network marketing, where most of the sales or conversions are induced not by brand loyalty per se, but probably by an interpersonal loyalty to the person's upline distributor or their friend. And so it's a highly interesting challenge, not only because New Life had to date not really modernized and not really digitized its, its marketing department. So there was a logistical set of interesting challenges there, but on a more philosophical basis, it was, as I said, how do you craft an organization, a marketing organization, that appears to be digitally native for all intents and purposes, but it's not in fact digitally native. And that transition process is something that's occurring across the industry. But my argument that I've been making internally and externally is that once we are finished effectuating this process, I, I would argue, and I think quite persuasively, that New Life will have the most robust, most systematic, and, and most effective digital apparatus in the space. And that's just based on the diligence of not only our internal marketing team, our IT team, the way in which we've received high-level buy-off from executive leadership, and that Sean and I have been able to institute these mechanisms, shift platforms. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting for those two reasons. That's kind of, uh, Sean can uh, validate here. That's kind of what I sold Sean on the beginning. I said, hey, look, man, <laughs> it's going to be, I'm not, I am not going to undersell the difficulty but I'm going to oversell the inspirational probability that we can take a mature organization 
and shift it to essentially a, a digitally native context, which concords with Sean and I's background. We both have um, extensive backgrounds in startup environments. So I kind of pitched him on, hey, we can do what you and I would normally do in a startup environment, but imagine the impact it can have at an organization at this level of maturity of its revenue trajectory. Wow. <clears throat> um, you're getting me really, really excited because I know we're going to be talking about some more stuff and that's just the intro. So this is for our listeners. This is going to be amazing. And um, I can see why you needed to uh, sell Sean on the inspiration portion because, you know, he seems to be moved by um, things that will help him, as he stated earlier, create a dent. Um, and and I love that about both of you. And both of you are absolutely making a dent in this business. So now if you could just kind of tell our listeners, because I think most of them know where we've been, right? But up until today, let's talk about what changes have occurred for um, our business owners um, thus far, um, for some of them that may not know yet because they may not have tapped in. Yeah, why don't you take that, Sean? Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. And I, I think a lot of it, when we talk about you know, the digital world um, and some of the changes we made, we have to accept that technology is eating the world. When you look at the, the top-rate companies, um, obviously, you have Amazon, you have Apple, all digital-based companies, but companies that are traditionally not digital, Walmart, mm -hmm. uh, BP, for example, Toyota, a lot of car dealerships as well, they're all having a digital component. So it's one of those things that every organization that wants to thrive towards the future needs to think in the, in the sphere of technology and how they can incorporate that digital component to everything they do. And it's been accelerated now with the pandemic, I think a lot of people, a lot of people held out, but now we all have to know how to work Zoom. We all have to understand how to use hotspots and use browsers, even though what like, cookies are on your uh, computer. So I think a lot of people had to adapt. And now we have to go where the people are, and that's on the digital community, the digital town square. So thus far, what we've done is kind of in preparation of that larger design. Um, so no different than building the house. If you don't have a strong foundation, you're going to build that house maybe one floor or two floors. And when I was in Iraq, you see a bunch of houses being built, so much concrete, but they're not that many design structures. So very rarely did you ever see a skyscraper in some of these uh, different countries because you have to have a foundation solidified strongly. And for us at New Life, when it first came on, I mean, Kenton can attest, we didn't really have a digital foundation that existed that was really robust. So we've been building that leading all up to you kind of one synchronized step. So our first step was, all right, let's make sure our content is fresh and continuous on a lot of social media platforms, whether that be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Um, we're open up in line, WeChat. I keep going on, but we have a lot of channels. I think there's 23 in total. Um, and our growth has reached about, I think the last I looked was 1200% our reach. So, our next step was, okay, now we have these channels. We need to find the voice for each of these channels. And we call that buyer persona groups. So there's a different population that goes on Facebook, then goes on Instagram. And I think a lot of our leaders in the field know that. So when they communicate with people, they need to have it in mind of like, all right, how I speak to someone in their 20s and what product resonates with them is going to be different than how I speak to someone in their 50s. So we built and structured a lot of buyer persona segments. 
And then from beyond that, so I don't want to give away any teasers. It's been us really creating apparatuses that, from my experience, takes a couple of years. But thankfully, with New Life, that cultural shift was adopted by everyone in Utah and in California. And we've been putting kind of all of our focus there to give people those foundational tools so they can grow their business to that next level. Mm-hmm. And I think it's our purpose is to translate. So my leadership philosophy is human-centered processes and design. Like you can subscribe. There's a, a design or sorry, a leadership philosophy called organizational ontology or network ontology, which is just a fancy word for understanding that networks constitute the relationships between people so that networks are not merely abstractive objects. They're as real as the computer that I'm talking to in, in, in any sense that the word real means something. Um, when you subscribe to this leadership philosophy, one of the things that you start to understand is that processes cannot be abstracted from the social context in which a process is instituted, which is just a fancy way of saying humans are ones that institute processes. So I think some of the early trepidation that Sean and I encountered inside the organization, which was entirely, I think, warranted and justifiable was, are we shifting the business model or how will people use this? So what we have done is transformational for the company and I think revolutionary for the space on a technical basis. More importantly, though, as I said, I think we have found a way to capture and balance between this impressive technological shift and the intimacy associated with this with this industry so that the real magic trick here that we're going to pull is that these technologies and these platforms are seamlessly going to integrate into the way in which you either participate in business building or participate in new you life as a customer so that though your life will improve, it won't be disrupted. The technology itself is disruptive, but not for you. It's disruptive for the space. It's disruptive for our revenue generating capabilities. For you, though, as a leader, just imagine a world where every question and problem that you've had to date is seamlessly answered in a context where Sean and I are working in the background to put data at your fingertips. So rather than going to speak to 100 people and every one buys a bottle of Somaderm, triple that, quadruple that. Rather than being nervous about who should I pitch to, who should I pitch to, we come to you and say, based on your analytics, women 35 to 49 years old who like these these Facebook pages have these interests, have a 25% higher, higher probability of converting. You don't need to imagine that world because it's here. That's what we are launching at UConn. That's what we have been diligently working with all of our partners in sales and IT to institute. And I, I am extraordinarily excited to see the impact that's going to make for your average distributor or customer as much as I am for focusing on the technical aspects of the technology. This is, this is so exciting. And, and I know for a lot of our listeners, this may seem like a lot for those that are technically challenged like myself. However, the two of you have made this possible for me. So I think they're going to be very, very pleased at how uh, easily they are able to transition to this whole digital platform, because if I can do it, obviously they can do it. Sean has been instrumental in trying to guide me along. (laughs) So Sean's um, been doing the Lord's work in terms of, um, 
on, <laughs> on the ground. I can't give Sean enough credit. He's done really tremendous work. That's uh, I think impossible for me to articulate the magnitude of Sean's impact at new life. I, without any hesitation, I, I think Sean's probably the best hire I've ever made in my career. I'm incredibly proud to have him on my team. One thing I would say though, and I have you ever, have you ever heard the phrase, um, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing people that he doesn't exist. Yeah. That's the trick that we're trying to pull with our technology. We are mm-hmm. implementing these platforms in, and this is to use a bit of jargon from the tech space, but frictionless. If there is friction in implementing a technology as technically impressive or as much computational power that it harnesses, it's irrelevant and should be irrelevant to you. So the reason why I was nattering <laughs> about organizational ontology was just to say the trick that Sean and I are pulling is putting this massive amount of technology in your plate in a way that doesn't cause friction that you can continue to do the business activities that you're normally doing. And with a few small shifts, and we are talking non-technical, non-massive training shifts, just changing where you're doing your business as opposed to what you're doing, we are going to significantly increase the rate at which you make conversions and therefore accumulate commissions and therefore improve you and your family's life. That is the purpose of this technology. It's not just technology for technology's sake. It's to improve your life, to make your business better to make you connect with your downline, upline, your community, a more seamless process, to have big data delivered to you in a small and digestible way. That's that's what Sean and I are trying to implement. I can't wait until this entire thing is unveiled at UConn. This is so, so exciting. And and they are going to absolutely be thrilled. And, and I love this whole frictionless system. Um, I know uh, Sean has, he talked about it on the podcast, is technology is here to improve our lives, to make our lives better, to save us time so that we can spend our time doing the things we love or being with who we love. I love it. I love the fact you remembered that. Indeed, that's what uh, technology is for. Of course I for. remember that. <laughs> No, of course I remember that because that makes sense to me. And I spend a lot of time as I do. I know a lot of our listeners do, you know, being frustrated over technology and to have somebody talk to me and say, it's not intended to be that way. Yeah. That's like Mm -hmm. everything to somebody like me. And philosophically, that's where I lined up. I mean, me joining the military was about, you know, saving lives, being education was about kind of working with children, improving their lives as they kind of grow up and create that next generation of leaders. The reason why I love technology, you cited it, um, and why I said before in the last podcast was, if you we can build these platforms for our leaders out there, for the distributor, for the customers, and it saves them an, an hour a week when it comes to engagement, it's a call to actions, an hour a week, a month, so forth. Well, it gives them about, we'll say, generously 52 hours that gives them already a setup of two days in their life that they get to have to spend with their family and the more we can add these in there gives them a week with their family two weeks with their family instead of them having to work 80 hour weeks they could condense that time down to something like 20 or 30 yet still have the same output that's what technology can do for all of us if it's done correctly and that's what kent is highlighting is we we could probably launch this stuff before uconn without question but it would not have been user-friendly we have spent a lot of time 
making sure that whatever we release is almost an extension of someone's body part. It's as easy as like, this is an extension of my hand. I, I'm familiar with this. This makes sense. And that's how it's been designed out. That's why we're thrilled once UConn comes. I know we keep saying when UConn comes, we want, <laughs> we, we want people to go. That's really the initiative when everything will get launched. We push the button and digital transformation is complete when it comes to new life. Oh, gosh, that's that sounds amazing. I, I, I'm blown away at how much work has been done in such a short time since the both of you have been here. And um, just the idea of having that an extension of yourself and then saving everyone so much time. Cause I know a lot of people spend a lot of time in this business, really spinning their wheels, trying to, trying to send out a video or trying to do this or trying to shop online or whatever it is. And they, they find themselves moving between devices. And I think it's going to be a complete, uh, one of those moments where they exhale, knowing that it's truly going to be an extension of their hand um, and that it's going to be something that's friendly and that they're going to want to take part in. And um, I can't wait till it's completely unveiled. It's going to be one of the most exciting moments, one of the most exciting products we have when you all unveil this at UConn. So I can't wait for everybody to see it. And I and I just truly hope that everybody has their ticket and they're going to be there. Because oh, it's going to be amazing. You know, I, uh, I'm a gift giver. That's uh, one of the ways in which uh, I show my affection for people. So That's your love language, uh, gift giving. That's yeah, one of my love ones. Yeah. <laughs> and... One of the reasons I like it is that when you give someone a gift, it's not just an expression of affection. It's also an expression of knowledge. Now, I, I tend to be a very, this is going to blow your guys' mind, but a very abstract person. That was a joke. That was sarcasm. <laughs> um, but, uh, so my one of my ways in showing affection is showing people how much I know them. Mm. And I have this feeling with... Uh, connect 2.0 and and the technologies that we're delivering is that we know you guys. So the anticipation that you feel and I, Sean and I feel that times tens of thousands of people where we've, we've crafted this gift and it's not, it's not, it's monetary value. That's significant. It's the way in which it comports to them and who they are. You know, Sean, Sean touched on this, but good technology should meet people where they are. So I have this, just utter, I'm vibrating um, to unleash these things because I want people to understand that we've put a, a, such a significant amount of thought crafting these technologies for them. Uh, I've been in organizations, and I'm, sh I'm sure this experience is redolent with you as well, Sean, mm -hmm. where there, there starts a sort of organizational in inertia or momentum that's never curbed by the more foundational question of who is this for? I can faithfully say every single, and this is just reiterating what Sean said, every single component, every word, every video, every feature was developed, not just with some abstract network marketer in mind. It was developed with our people in mind because one of the foundational values of New Life is that you belong here. So we want people to encounter this technology and feel that sense of belongingness to New Life, like 
I have a community that cares about me. That's the power of technology. It's not the revenue is great and it will do that. It will improve people's commissions, but more importantly, it is going to engender a much deeper sense of connectedness, both between corporate and the field, but also intra-field connectedness. When you know, in six months, it's going to blow people's minds how much their communicative efficiency, I would call it, has increased, how much more they know about their business. And to be able to deliver that to people based on the fact that I love giving gifts is just an extraordinary opportunity. That and I think Sean, we should give some credit to Alexi and Ryan here because they oh, yeah. they have um, uh, to say that they've been encouraging of this would be a gross understatement. They both recognize the tremendous value in these platforms, have freed up resources for us, have really broken down any obstacles that we've encountered. Also, massive shout out to Steve. Steve has been massively mm-hmm. deferential, just kind of saying to us that the analogy that Steve and I use together is that he builds the rocket ship and I. I put in the rocket fuel. So Steve has created a rocket ship for us over the next six months that's perfectly geared to this sort of rocket fuel. So as much as I know this podcast is focusing on Sean and I, it's a testament to, I think, the integrity and the dedication of our team across IT, marketing, sales, executive leadership, finance has been supportive of the, the cost of these sorts of initiatives that we've been able to push, like Sean said, Something that res- respectfully would take most people two years, and we've done it in six months. So it's really a testament to who we are. And so I'm excited to give that gift because it represents our knowledge of the field and it represents who New You Life can be at its best. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I love that you said that. Kenton, that's, that was spot on. Um, because honestly, no matter what your ideas were uh, coming into this and what you could do, was nothing without having that um, support. So absolutely. Thank you for saying all I agree. And I'll go into, I mean, I I know we're trying to be careful of how much we tease out before UConn though, but (laughs) I understand with adult education, there's an acronym um, with, when you work with kids, if you make the subject fun, they'll learn, they'll engage. But with adults, the acronym is with them. What's in it for me? So whenever you, Talk about something, teach something. All you got to relate it back to what's in it for them. So clearly there may be some cognitive dissonance out there, which is the idea that you're like, all right, way too much. Like you were saying, Niall, like, this is a lot. Let me cool that down and kind of give this perception logically. And we talked about buyer personas. And that just means like, who are we selling to? What, what inspires and what values do they have that are in common? The other key word is what you call a buyer's journey or a distributor journey, a leader journey. What brings them from phase one, from the first time they hear about new life all the way to the end? And what gives them what reason to buy a, buy a product and to keep buying that? So when we came in, the buyer's journey wasn't yet well-defined. It was being developed, but not yet well-defined. Where you have somebody come in, you walk up to them, you convert that lead. But how do you nurture them if they're not interested at that very moment? Where do they go? Do, they, do you just lose them? Or do they go to a different funnel? Do they go to a, a digital community? Um, are you able to gauge with them later on? Like, where, how do you track that? That's a challenge. Also for retention, which is a huge challenge, is how do you keep people coming back where it's seamless? Because if you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to have to worry about getting new customer acquisition, being creative that way, then also trying to figure out a way to retain it. So knowing we have all these problems, the system that has been created, both with a website, a corporate website that is 
branded beautifully design team it oh gorgeous we can't wait to reveal that one again i i've i won uh, best web designer in salt lake two years in a row uh, in 2016 2017 i will tell you this site that has been built by design team and it is award-winning it'll be the best design out there in the industry no question so you got something that's beautiful when people come on they get a great first impression wow there's an e-commerce experience which once again i want to tease too much well maybe kenton will tell us what we can tease or tease not in this uh, podcast. We have an e-commerce <laughs> experience that eliminates all the barriers where right now someone goes to the e-commerce platform and it's a new customer. Say you get a lead, you bring them on. They're like, I want to buy the gel. They have to call someone, create an account. And we know with the digital age, you need 12 touch points to get a conversion on average. It used to be five, but now you need multiple touch points and you have to eliminate all obstacles. If you make somebody have to mm-hmm. pick up the phone, call someone, you're probably going to lose 50 They're done right there off the bat. Yep. So you got to eliminate those barriers. And the e-commerce platform upgrades we have both from UI, which is user interface, UX, which is user experience, eliminates all those barriers where I bring a lead. Anais, let's say that I'm a leader in the field. I tell you about the gel. I sing to my landing page. You keep browsing. You're right there. Your IP address, your digital signature on your computer is now tagged to me. So you can browse without having to call customer support anybody. Then at the very end, you make your purchases, it's all in your bag. That will then tag to me automatically because I created that lead. I brought you to the site. It's mm. all done automatically, which is amazing. And then we have the app, which for retention, for training, like I said, I don't want to give out too many teasers. That is on the back end. We're like, all right, you, you got the sale. Congratulations. What do you do after that? How do you convert them into a leadership? How do you get them to buy more? And we gave you a tool that automates that process, but doesn't remove the human touch, which I will tell you, I've been in the industry for a while in the tech field, nothing out there exists like this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I didn't want to tell share too much. What, I don't want. No, 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 I think, so no, no, I think, I think that's rather than, you know, I, I, I don't want to reduce the potency of the presentation at convention. So I won't discuss any more features. I just like to talk about it with respect to what the experience is like for the distributor. And I keep returning to this word frictionless because the key here is that everything that Sean said sounds technical, but the way that it will present to you in your daily life as a distributor, as a customer will feel natural. That's the entire point is that it will feel natural. You will feel indigenous to the space. Like you grew up there that's the magnificence of what we're delivering. And that's the pride that I derive from everything that my team's done in the broader new life corporate family has done is that we have, as Sean said, managed to deliver something which <coughs> is really going to be unmatched in the space with respect to technical prowess. And is, I know for a fact, just um, I'll be a little bit technical here, but I obsessively track the digital activities, including ad libraries, retargeting, remarketing mechanisms, um, SEO, um, and SEM of 22 different network marketing companies. I have personally signed up for 17 different loyalty or customer programs and have created accounts like uh, Gmail accounts specifically to track these activities. I know for a fact then, this is not speculation I know as an empirical fact, based on comparing the rate at which I am retargeted, remarketed, the rate at which these ads show up, show up in the news feeds concordant with these dummy accounts that I created, 
that New You Life will have the most systematic and robust re- remarketing and retargeting apparatus in the industry, and yet it will operate invisibly in the background, entirely automatic, such that your daily activity as a distributor will not meaningfully change. Your success will substantially increase, but your experience of being at New You Life, there's no fear. There should be no trepidation because we're not changing what you do. We're simply making every action that you take as a New You Life distributor that much more efficient. Now, I don't want to undersell. There will be some learning curve associated with adopting the app because it is so comprehensive and so feature-filled that naturally some of these things will require education. But we're not talking about changing your business model. Sean and I intrinsically recognize the worth of belly-to-belly, mouth-to-mouse, (laughs) mouth-to-mouth, mouth-to-mouse, mouth-to-mouth marketing in the network marketing space. We simply want to make each one of those activities more efficient increase its conversion rate. Mm, amazing. It's going to be it's going to be so perfect. I can't I'm so looking forward to this. You guys have no idea and I'm, I again, I I thank you both for being here because this is exactly what we needed to talk about exactly at this time and um I don't want our listeners, you know, to be confused or intimidated because The whole purpose of what the two of you are accomplishing is to make this an extension of themselves, uh, an extension of who they are um, as people, like you said, for that intimacy, and then also be able to stay connected um, with a better communication source and just have a deeper connection with people and, and, and deeper communication. And so Mm -hmm. they should not ever at this point going forward, um, starting at UConn, they should not be intimidated any longer about this business and that this should help them ease into it. Mm -hmm. um, Let me uh, more than they uh, ever. Let me me paint a scenario for you, Anaya. So right now, someone, um, spends a significant amount of work, maybe a few hours, courting someone to come mm-hmm. into the business. And that person's, that new recruit's onboarding experience is fairly impotent, right? Mm-hmm. They're not hit with a ton of training resources. They're not guided through the process of becoming a more effective marketer. Training resources are not easily accessible for them. Our purchase process, our shopping cart is not intuitive. I think it is a high friction design. Imagine this. You want to bring someone onto the app, you copy and paste a link, they hit that link, the app automatically downloads for them. If they are already in the business, all of their information, Anaya, auto-populates. They're sent a, a notification inside the app that says, hey, we noticed that you're interested in MLT. Here are some training resources associated with MLT. That person takes that training course. Sean, has, um, Sean didn't want to use a fancy word, the gloves, but Sean is a, a pedagogical master. Pedagogy describes the process of building learning systems. So Sean has built out, along with Brian, these learning systems. So you take this learning system, this learning path, your immediate upline that recruited you receives the notification. Anaya just took this training course. Why don't you give her a congratulations? Your upline messages you. Now, you as the upline have this knowledge that this person is interested, and you as the person now have immediate validation from your upline not pressuring you to sell, not pressuring you to hashtag girl boss or do some of the other, I think, 
um, activities that poison people against our industry, but just the simple act of learning more, you're going to receive some sort of recognition. Now imagine that you translate that same frictionless experience into making an order. So whereas before you get an order, it's not clear when it's shipping. Now you place an order within 10 seconds, you receive your um, order notification that has embedded within it a tracking link that will show you your product is currently at the warehouse. Every single time it moves, you receive another notification, either through email or SMS. That's your preference, allowing you to track this order. You as the upline know that that order is transiting through because you can access the order status in the background of your app. And so you can have open conversations with radical transparency in a way for user experience and user interface that competes with some of the most successful D2C companies on the market. Sean and I set our sets high. We're not interested in competing with other network marketing companies because other network marketing companies are 10 years behind. Sean and I were interested in competing with Nike, with Amazon, with some of the best retailers with respect to their digital experience. And I I probably sound arrogant, but I think that we have achieved that. Um, That was our goal. It wasn't it wasn't to compete with companies inside this industry. We're not here to compete. We're here to take over. So we wanted to set the standard. And that's what that experience that's is. That's what I'm talking about. Take over. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super excited. <laughs> Super excited. You guys are, ah, you're, you're so amazing. And, um, you know, I just, I just love this thing that they're, they're no longer having to just go through different process after different process after different process. It's just like everything is going to be right there. No longer chasing things down. There's even even more stuff that that Sean has been especially instrumental in implementing. I had a a vision for something. I'll leave that for for convention. It's (laughs) Sean, you can even (laughs) as I'm speaking, the problem with Sean and I is there is so much, and it's all seamlessly integrated within an, uh, uh, an infrastructure. And each component part, so each platform, is a node in a network. And all of the information is being seamlessly exchanged between every node so that every piece of data from every individual component that we're instituting makes every other component better. And it is all strategically aligned within a unifying philosophy. So we're not just implementing features or we're not just implementing individual pieces of technology. We started out with a coherent, cognizable strategy, a certain design philosophy, and it's all integrated within that. And the most important part is it's all trainable. It's all deliverable. So we're not just, as I said, talking about shifting a few things around. We're talking about revolutionizing the way in which Um, People establish relationships with our business and and establish relationships with each other, but without significantly disrupting their lives to do it. And uh, that's the stuff that I can't, I can't talk about, but I am excited about that. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. You guys are going to blow everybody away at at UConn. This is the most exciting thing since the gel, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. that's completely changed people's lives. And and I personally can't wait. And, and, uh, I, I honestly, I wish I had like a whole week with you and Sean, (laughs) (laughs) one for my vocabulary and two for my technical knowledge, (laughs) which is pretty much, uh, 
non-existent. So if I had a week or two with both of you would be absolutely like a dream come true. I would love that just to sit in a room with you two for like a week or two. And nerd out with us. Yeah. Yeah. And just hang out. Cause um, Sean would know better. He was in the military, but I think that might violate the Geneva conventions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the torture so. of it yeah yes torture, yeah <laughs> well, i don't know because i haven't felt i have not felt tortured to this day by either That's of good. you good. and um you know now you brought up something that i do want to mention which i you said this will be the most exciting thing since the gel and i do want to mention we talk about product development which is key products obviously lead a lot of the companies who we are the products Alexi has invented and created that transform people's lives are essential. But we got to think of leadership development and arming the army and giving them tools. So when you mm-hmm. say that is absolutely product development is key. This is kind of our big first splash of leadership development, empowering people to become just not good, you know, members with a new life, but entrepreneurs that could take this skill set and build just empires for themselves. And the best part about it is two things. One is it's not going to cost you anything. Our current app does cost this app, this features, everything that Kenton has explained is free. And the second thing is global. It'll be launched to every single market. Wow. So obviously I'm going to bite my tongue because I want to release. Yeah, I was going to say, bite stuff. your tongue. I'm biting my tongue for anything else. Though, but uh, <laughs> right. it, it's another ah. reason why people need to come to Yukon because that is where the training, the, anyone who goes to Yukon and gets this right off the bat, they're going to be able to hit the ground running Oh like yeah! After you con, they're going to be able to hit the ground running. Yeah. Just it's it's going to be amazing to see it. Massive advantage, I think. Just coming to UConn for that reason alone, you're getting a pretty significant competitive advantage. Yep. Oh yeah, worth worth every cent and more. And um, mm-hmm. let's just say it again: free and global. Yep. Oh yeah. Every That's market. the big teaser right there: free and global. <laughs> so, um, for all of our listeners, just be there. I mean, UConn is going to be pretty amazing. We are going to get the magic of Sean and Kenton and all the work that you've put together, putting this free global platform out there. And then we're going to have the magic of the magic kingdom and all the other things that, that are planned. I, that we can't even talk about here, but it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be. Yeah. I don't it's know. Kenton, a, give me a word other than awesome, because that's the only thing that keeps coming out of my mouth. Give me something. Uh, well, <laughs> our in in uh, in our department, the average age is like uh, seventeen. We've hired a lot of Gen Z, <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you a word that they is going to be lit. It's going to be lit. It's Convention's going to be lit. Yeah. Oh, and sick, totally sick. Yeah. That's no cap, no cap. Yeah, no yeah. cap. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> It will that's slap, exactly right? what slap I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's slaps another one. It's gonna slap. There you go. It will sure. slap. No, it slaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. slap. <laughs> yeah. See, that's exactly what I needed. Absolutely what I needed. Well, listen, guys, I'm gonna start wrapping this up. So a uh, couple of things for each of you. Uh and you guys can go in whichever order. I'm gonna ask you two more mm-hmm. questions because I ask these on every podcast. What goals do you focus on daily? What and who inspires you? Um, that's a, yeah, I'll go first. So for who inspires me, uh, my wife and my mother, I think 
both my wife and, and my mother are some of the most persistent and resilient people on the face of the earth. There is a professor, I believe her name is, uh, she's at the University of Oregon. I think her name's Duckworth. And she did significant research into um, a sort of a component of your psychological immune system called grit. And though some of her work has recently been disputed, the, the upshot is that the most differential factor with respect to socioeconomic success over someone's lifetime is not IQ or assertiveness, which are determinative, but those two things being equal, it's grit. And grit is the ability over time to consistently overcome obstacles. And I've met few people on earth who overcome obstacles, I think, with, with as much charity and, and grace as my wife and my mother. So I tend not to be too connected to like motivational speakers. I don't derive um, inspiration there. For me, it's more local. It's my wife and my mom. Goals that I focus on on a daily basis, it, it's honestly shifted in, in the last 18 months of my career. I'm very much a, a technician. I, I like identifying and then solving for technical problems, but ma marketing is a, cap a capacious department. We touch a lot of things inside the company. We have a large headcount. So my goal every single day, and this is going to sound corny, but it is true, is just to ensure that the people who work under me are happy with their their jobs and their lives. That's my primary goal. I do everything I can to ensure that when they come to work, they feel fulfilled, they feel valued, acknowledged, and seen and heard, not only as like economic units or workers in a cog, but as people, and do my best every day to shift things around such that they're working on things that are meaningful for them. For me, every other goal is kind of superfluous no other specific action item like generating revenue or implementing the app is possible unless the amazing team that we have in marketing is happy so that, that's my goal every day fantastic sean you're up jesus a good one to follow up on um those oh, who inspires me the most you know it's almost like with fitness um, in a community or culture, you know how you ever get like, you're trying to go to the gym or you're working with people and you just get really tired because you're, you're by yourself. But when you're with a group and you're leading a class or you're with a group either doing an exercise, doing a sporting event or with a really good team, you get like filled with energy. Like you realize I can do this. I can do some more mountain climbers. I can, I can jog this mountain, you know, jog this hill climb with a few other people. Like we can all motivate each other. That is how I feel. And that's how it inspires me at New York. Do you, I mean, I've been on, I've been on call since 5.00 AM. I just got a text um, from one of our field leaders. I won't, I won't say who the distributor is though. Love her to death. 5.30 AM already messaging me. And I love that. It gives me so much energy. I just woke up this morning. Like, okay, I'm ready to go. Uh, working with a great team that Kenton mentioned, you see everyone next to you working away for the same goal, same initiative. It just fills you full of energy. Like I don't, need a caffeine to run off of because I see everyone else is focused that way. And that's something that's unique with new life where not only the staff at corporate, but the field leaders are all motivated to transform people's lives and to execute on these items. So that inspires me just because it gives me that much more energy. I don't think I could work for a company where everyone just seemed kind of self-centered and in it for themselves. That is the polar opposite of what new life is. So that's my caffeine each morning. Uh, in respect to goals, uh, I mean, 
it's going to sound pretty darn corny. Uh, obviously, whenever you design something, you're kind of designing it within your own psyche. Uh, there's some piece of you in that creative ambition. And um, there's a program that is already out by the time this podcast comes out. We're going to build it and scale it. But part of it is be the best you, something that Kent and I have been working on uh, with Stoney, Steve, uh, and a lot of the people from the field. And the whole idea of what really the goal I have is I want to get to a point where every single member in the field has all the tools, all the motivation, and the community that they never feel they're out there alone. They always know they have support. They have someone in their corner. That Once we get to that kind of essence, yeah, I, I feel that we've knocked, we, my goal would be complete. I love that. And uh, the BBU, the Be the Best You platform that you've put together, which has already started as we speak, um, as of yesterday, um, with you and some of our, our leaders who are like yourself, inspired by the people that they work with, are so excited about this platform um, because it is kind of one place where they can go to get whatever their needs are, whether it's motivation, whether it's a something as simple as a recipe. Um, business resources, all of that's going to be in one place. And um, they'll be able to reach out to to other leaders. They'll be able to, you know, sit quietly and get inspiration from others. It It's, it's going to be, and then there's that business, the leadership aspect of it, where people can get training or um, business tips from other, from other leaders. It's going to be quite phenomenal. And if we don't, to, to end the podcast, we don't mind, I love for Kenton to kind of go two minutes and to be the best. The only because it became his brainchild a few months ago. I think he gave me a call like at midnight. Oh. Being like, I have an idea. It was like midnight, just him in Calgary, Canada. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can wait. I was walking my wait. dog. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, she's not lying. Or he's not lying. I was walking my dog and it was like, yeah, like 10 p.m. And I was like, oh. I, I'm almost positive it was like a Saturday too. It was like what, 10 p.m. Yeah. on a weekend. And I was like, I don't want to bother you, but. So essentially, the, the way that I originally envisioned Be the Best You is that people are attached to a company when that company expresses for their identity. And simply having the world's best products, which we do, or the world's best technological platforms aren't enough, because those are things and, and people need an identity. So the purpose of Be the Best You was... How, how do we craft a training and onboarding system, a, a duplication system, and a sales psychology that allows the individual coming into new new life to say, I belong here, and this is part of my identity. So the purpose of Be the Best You is to be this overarching infrastructure for all the programs that Sean and I have talked about here. They are all animated by this organi organizational principle of Be the Best You, and so that organizational principle modifies depending on the platform. So Be the Best You is going to be infused in the Facebook page called Be the Best You. Its principles are going to be on Be the Best Leader. It's going to be inside the app. But the idea is we want you to feel guided and have an identity with which you can associate at New You Life, something that I would argue that we have lacked traditionally here. And so no longer. You're going to now come into New You Life as a new customer or distributor and see that this is our identity. And you're going to be able to connect with that identity through your onboarding process, 
through your continuing education and training process, through your communication activities that you can engage in on, on the app. So that's sort of the purpose here is that I wanted us to have a core, a DNA, something that people could latch into. And, and that's what Be The Best You is. And the reason why I wanted to call it Be The Best You was our goal is to allow you to be the very best version of yourself, whatever that looks like. If you want to be a leader inside this company and you want to generate a secondary income, we're going to help you be the best version of that. If you're just a customer that wants to take these products for their transformational capacity, we want you to be the best version of that. If you just want to hang out in the background and kind of observe things before, great. We're going to provide you with the tools to be the best version of that. That's be the best you. It's just allowing you to be the best version of what you are, not for the purpose of generating revenue, not for sort of a more craven economic purpose, but because we want our identity at New You Life to be allowing us to help you be the best version of your, whoever you are. Love it. Absolutely love that. And you two are <laughs> amazing human beings, absolutely amazing human beings. I want to thank you for helping me be a better version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Yeah. We've, yeah we, we've I, I don't mean that help. just to blow smoke. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. um, you two take me for where I am, just pretty much like the what you've created is going to meet people where they are. You take me for where I am and you work with this um, piece of clay and try to help mold it and teach me things and try to make me better. And, and I love that. You guys are great human beings and I just love you both. And I cannot wait to, is I can't believe that we haven't met in person. This is like so crazy and I cannot wait to see you both. Yeah. We, we both appreciate that so much. It means a lot to us. It, like, um, yeah, it just means a lot. Sean and I try to measure our success in terms of the magnitude of our impact in the community. So it's great to receive that feedback. I love I it. And I, I yeah, you I gave me several days wait. of fuel right there. That is, that's good inspiration. <laughs> yeah, now I, I'm blaming yeah. you. I'm working this weekend. That's because of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So well, I didn't mean to, mean to make you work harder, even though I know I'm a little <laughs> bit challenging. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I I'm motivated to, to work this weekend, is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, just because of how the two of you are is the reason why when I say I want to come and just pick your brains and just sit with you, like for a couple of weeks and be held hostage, I mean, it's because. You guys have this way of not making somebody feel inadequate. Mm. You make them feel important wherever they are. You know, everyone, I think, you know, that's the worst feeling in the world is that sense of feeling inadequate. I I have this very formative experience where I, I was interested in photography and I'm a very zero to 100 personality. So I I typically don't have hobbies. I have obsessions, but I'm always open to learning. If I acknowledge that somebody knows more than me, I have no condescension or pretense. I just want to, I want to absorb everything they know like a sponge. So I went to a photographer that was local to my city that happened to be friends with my wife. And there's an effect in photography called bouquet. So when you look at a photo and part of the background is blurred, that part of the background that's blurred is called bouquet. And if you know how to achieve it, it's pretty easy to achieve. But if you don't, or if you're not familiar with the camera platform, it can be sort of daunting. 
So I, I went to her and I just was trying to explain what I wanted. I said, I just want that blurry effect. And very easy to explain. And if you know the platform, it's very easy to show someone how to achieve it. But she launched on sort of this condescending, you know, tirade that I think the sole purpose of which was to demonstrate her superior knowledge to me. And I will never forget how that made me feel. It was a very formative experience. I think it was about 20 or so. And I have never since that ever deliberately made someone feel inadequate or stupid if they don't know something. I That is one of the worst feelings on the planet. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, Anaya, because you know we've tried to infuse our approach for the technology with totally obliterating that concern. So you're going to experience that when you're inside of the new app, that sense of you belong here. And because you belong here, we're going to help facilitate your journey in a way that makes you feel not just not inadequate, but the best version of you. That is be the best you. Let us make you help make you the best version of you that you can be whatever that looks like for you. Fantastic. I know. I feel I feel better just after this pack. I feel like one of the <laughs> smartest people in the room right now. <laughs> Love it. Now, mind you, I'm sitting in a room by myself, but you know, it's like <laughs> just <laughs> Hey, it's the small small wins. It's the small wins. You got to appreciate the small wins in life. There you go. Oh, no, but you guys have been so fantastic and and again, I cannot uh, we've been on here an hour, guys, and we could probably still keep talking. Um, but I'm going to let you get back to your day. I know I need to get back to mine. And I just thank you so much for sharing yourselves with us. So appreciate you so much. No, it's our pleasure. Absolutely. And to our listeners, I want to thank all of you for tuning in to New Your Life's Pulse podcast. We hope you can uh, continue to tune in and be inspired. Have a wonderful day, a prosperous week. We look forward to connecting with you again next week. Until then, connect, share, and invite. And of course, be at UConn for all these surprises. Thank you to so much. Thank you. Yeah, UConn. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.